Independently for Excellence with your host, Victoriously Speaking, also known as Nicole Benton, Licensed Professional Counselor. Do you sometimes feel that nobody understands what you are going through and that others do not share your personal struggles? You may be surprised. Today, you will listen and learn from the stories and our testimonies on the program. Now, here is your host, Victoriously Speaking. Victoriously speaking, and we are here at Life Radio, living independently for excellence, free of fear, anger, and or doubt. And I brought back our guest from last week because we had a little bit more to say about family secrets. And today we're actually talking about emotional manipulation. But welcome back, Sir Markadu and Miss Nefertiti. That's right. That's right. So one of the reasons why I brought y'all back, because I felt like y'all had a little bit more to say, like we went into because last week was about sexual abuse. um, And, you know, we've had all our experiences in these things. But today's topic, as far as emotional manipulation, I think is key. I think it's key. What y'all think about that? It's very key. They they sometimes go huge. hand in hand. Right. It's huge. It's huge. And and one of the things in doing this show today, I wanted people to see how emotional manipulation is not just about predators. It's not just about family violence or sexual abuse or molestation or domestic violence. Emotional manipulation is deeper than that. It's, 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 it's a lot of the reasons why I do what I do because sometimes we're not true or even honest with ourselves mm-hmm. about how and why we do things. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I thought this was really important. So I kind of changed up our show today. We're going to start off with a little skit because this is what I like to do. Okay? And I, I'm, I, just, I just threw this on them, y'all. So they, they didn't even know we were doing this, but this is what we're going to do, all right? And, and basically, it's called emotional ties. So we're going to start off with the story of the day, and then we're going to kind of go from there. Y'all ready? We're ready. Let's ready. do it. I hope. You know what? You said that. We're born ready. Yeah. That's right. I love that. So that's what we're going to do. And so this is called emotional ties. All right? Y'all ready? Get y'all Z in. Let's go. <sighs> right. <laughs> Praise God. All right. We are tied to family, friends, lovers, work, and society in one way or another. Now, these ties are okay, except for when our emotions get in the way. Oh, yeah. I love my family. And I and I and I, pro- I provide for my family. I'm a man. And that's what a man's supposed to do. Well, I I love my family. I cook, clean, and support my family. I'm a woman, and that's what a woman's supposed to do. When two people come together with childhood trauma and family secrets, you never know what the outcome will be. This is what the spirit of depression looks like. And I would know because I don't know what I'm going to do. They lay me off. It's Christmas time. It's the holidays. Bills are due. Even some of the bills are overdue. Oh, there's a, a package store 
I'm, I'm just going to pull over there and I'm going to get me a drink. Yes. How may I help you, sir? Let's, let me get a fifth of that liquor of Hennessy and some sushi sweets and we'll roll up a few. I got to get my mind right for tonight. Man, these kids are getting on my nerves. I need a break. My husband is always working. I need some me time. Nobody cares about me. They only care about what I do. Just like my family, I feel used and unappreciated. Now, with the spirit of depression comes emotions, like being stressed and overwhelmed. And then people become tired and they feel alone. What do you mean? Why am I drinking? I work every day. I make sure that you are taken care of. How come dinner is never ready? You don't do anything, but have to care for our children and take care of the house. And, and you can't even do that right. How about you work and let me stay at home? And I bet I'll get things done. I'm tired as a man. I'm a man. I can have a drink. Well, I can have a drink when I damn sure please. But what about me? What about you? I have no adult time. I mean, when you're home, you watch TV. You don't even ask me how my day is going. You don't compliment me anymore. As a matter of fact, when is the last time you even touched me? It doesn't me? even matter because you don't touch me. If you had touched me first, I would be touching you. Just what I mean. Always buttoning. in. I feel so helpless and alone. You've done this to me. This is all your fault. You're just like my family. Nah, you're the one. You always, you're the culprit. It wasn't because of you. We wouldn't be in this situation. Hmm. Our families and our upbringing, they play a major role on how we cope with stress and feelings of being overwhelmed. We don't take the time to understand each other when things affect and tug on emotional strings that are tied to the past. But, is still affecting our present and ultimately our future if these things continue. We constantly use emotional mm -hmm. manipulations that we project onto others. Mm -hmm. Some are masters of this and purposely manipulate to get their way. You see this all the time with sexual predators, people who use others for personal gains such as sex, housing, money, and cars. Others are not aware of what they are doing. Because they are emotionally tied to their past coping skills and are trying to project them onto other people without learning to deal with things in a healthy way. Let's take a look at some of these emotional manipulations and how to recognize them. And that's the end of our skit. Mm. Snaps! <laughs> yes! So, what y'all think about that? Because I, I wrote that this morning. What y'all think? What y'all think about that? Let me answer first. I think it's awesome. Okay. Because there's a lot of things that is being said, mm -hmm. but not even being really treated. Right. Because that's the thing. We we we, we know that we uh, are always battling with each other, but we don't have a way of interacting to treat what the hell is going on with us. Right. That's the that's what I think. Mm -hmm. But but being able to be in a situation where we can understand it. Mm-hmm. We get a little bit of understanding about something, we can we can fix our issues, but that's hard work. It is hard work. Um, hard work. 
And one of the things I want people to understand is how this applies to family secrets. Mm-hmm. So what, what do you think, Neff? Um, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the skit. I think um, <clears throat> it really points to how um, a lot of times when men and women are living together in close quarters, you know, sometimes the, that wounded little boy, that wounded little girl, mm-hmm. you know, that sometimes more so than anything else, those are the two that are interacting more than anything else. So, mm-hmm. um, you and know, it's, it's a skit. It's, it's a skit. It's all a skit. But, but it touches but close to home. It's real, too. Yeah. yeah. It, touches, it definitely touches close to home. You know, I definitely have seen it. I live a few because I like that because I always like to do impromptu stuff. Um, Being in theater, like I've always loved to do things that I want. I want you to feel what you're doing. Yeah, shake it up. Yeah, and sometimes you can get so engulfed into the character that you're you're gonna tap into things from yourself. Mm -hmm. And one of the things why I love doing radio theater for one because we can kind of make mistakes and I can make all the faces and I don't have to worry about all the other stuff, you know. But one of the things I like about being able to do this with talk radio is that um, it's a better way to explain what we're doing, you know, because how we're doing it and how we're doing it. People can relate to that. I, you know, emotional manipulation mm, is huge. is very huge. You know, I mean, you can beat me, and I, I'm not, and the scars are healed. Right. But you can whoop me mentally, and man, it's, that'll last me a lifetime. Did y'all catch some of the things that I threw in there as far as and I tried to kind of even based on y'all stories. I don't know if y'all caught this or not. Um, but one of the things was, number one, your coping skills as far as the drinking, you know, just the addiction part. And then even the parts about like, oh, that's just like my family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you're just like my mother. Yeah. You know what? That's OK. I'll be right back. Mm-hmm. When I go, go to the liquor store. Or you just like my mother, like you are, you're not listening to me. Go to the house. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I wanted to like really, really get into that because that's what we do. You know what I mean? I, I ask people this in the prison all the time, like, why do you drink? Why do you smoke? They and do most of the time they can't really answer the question. Um, or I used to see my mama do it, or I used to see my daddy do it. I rolled my first blunt when I was eight years old. Mm. Um you know, I hear all these various things, you know, but I think about like when I was coming up um, and I was born in Gary, Indiana, I spent a lot of my childhood in Inglewood, California. And in Inglewood, it was kind of different because we didn't, I didn't, like I never knew what skipping school was or any of that stuff until we moved back to Gary. And I was in, I was in middle school. I remember I was in the sixth grade at Edison and um, my, my mom's friend daughter was like, you want to skip? So I was like, What's that? Like I didn't even know what it was, and so I I skipped away. We went over to these guys' house, apartment down the street from the school, and everybody's drinking. And you know, when you're young, it's the Mad Dog, it's the Night Train, MD twenty, it's the Thunderbird. You know, all the stuff. Shake them up. What was it? OE and Private Stop. So it's everywhere. They smoking, and I ain't never really like smoke, but. I remember my, you know, drinking the first time in a sixth grade, right? Wow. So here's here here again when you think about stuff like that, it's like, well, why did I do it? Well, at that time it was peer pressure, but by the time I get to the army, it's work hard, you play hard. It becomes kind of a, you know, and one of the guys at the you prison, deserve it. You yeah, deserve I deserve it because I work so hard, uh, yeah. you know, or. You know, back in the day, even as the, in high school, it was like, man, it was rough. Or I had, we had a hard time. Or let's just go forget about 
what's going on, you know, yeah. those type of things. Yeah. And it's like, but, what? Day. So it's, but we don't realize yeah. where that truly comes yeah. from. We can blame it all. We can say peer pressure. We can say, oh, I like the way it tastes. I like the way I feel. But you still can't tell me why you're doing it. And it starts with emotions. And if you don't get a hold of those emotions, but sometimes they are buried it down so deep, yeah. you know, you can't even access right. the root right. of what it the is. Root of the fruit. And as yeah. life is going on, this happens, this happens, you know, right. you may experience this. So it's, it's sometimes you just really got to get still and get to the to the root cause of things. That's right. what I think it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that and that's that's the whole reason for this show or even mm-hmm. understanding this because think about this. I've been teaching this, and I said I'm gonna do some workshops on this. Why not? When? <laughs> really soon. When? Probably starting this summer. Thank you. But <laughs> remember last show I said that everything we do starts with what we believe. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I've been breaking it down. I got this thing where I talk about you got personal beliefs, you got family, you got uh, uh, cultural, which is really your environment. Okay, religion, all those stuff, the world, societal, all these different beliefs. But the thing about it is, is that all of the beliefs outside of your personal beliefs, right, they kind of work together and against you. Yeah. So here you are all on this island by yourself with your personal beliefs. And here's all these other things. Now, I'm growing up. Now, first, it's your family. And your family got their idea about what you should be doing, how you should be doing it, where you should be doing it at, right? But then there's this thing because, see, we're, we're born. God gives us a temperament, number one. And then we, our personality is developed. And then it's up to us to to tap into the God in us to reveal our purpose, right? You know, I'm glad you said that because that because of my interaction with others. Right. So the family is one thing. But now when you get outside well, the house, you get with a teacher. But that's why they fight friend, against those go things. Go to your friend's house. Right. And then, then the belief systems begin to change. And what it does, it alters your soul being of why you're here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's why it's so hard. You got so many people out here don't know who they are. No. And don't have any they type of sense of purpose. Your innocence has been corrupted. Your innocence has been corrupted. That's what it is. Get where I'm going with yeah. this stuff. With the personal beliefs, right? Uh-huh. After because of family stuff, yeah. because of you know molestation or mm-hmm. whatever, violence. I grew up yeah. seeing all kind of stuff. Got Had guns anything. pulled yeah. on me, you know what? It, it is what it is. It's life, right? So that was our life. <laughs> we was Right. But it just starts changing your belief system. Now, not only do I not believe in myself. I don't believe in nothing else. In the family. I don't believe what they're saying. I don't believe what the family's saying. Now I'm really by myself. Now I'm questioning. Yeah. Well, God, are you really here? Mm-hmm. I start questioning God. Well, how are you allowing this to happen to me? Exactly. So now I got these personal beliefs that are altered based off of family, and based community. off of community yeah, and, and religion Church and, 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 teachers and corrections and, and all this various stuff. And when you look at stuff like that, it's kind of like, well, wait a minute. What am I supposed to do? Yes. And what you know what I've learned in this mm-hmm. is you got to get back to self. Yeah. That's why I call my nonprofit up. reconciliation. Up, right? You got to reconcile. That's where the teachers and the preachers and the and the, and the, and the groomers. We, for, we forget the about all that. And the, yeah. And in order to heal, you have to get back 
to self. You have to. You have to get back to self and understand how to tap into the yeah. God in you. The because what happens is that these uh. emotions are going to manipulate you. Yes. You're going to manipulate them. I'm going to believe now mm-hmm. that I'm a victim. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about this because I have it on my other sheet. This cycle. Let me just say this. This is hot. This is hot. So rather than asking directly for what you want, emotional manipulators figure out how to exploit other people to get their way. Right? Mm-hmm. It is crucial that you recognize emotional manipulation so that you can resist it and refuse to let it work. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about types of manipulators as the show goes on. And and, and this particular uh, practical biblical solutions has four of them. So we're going to talk about emotional manipulators. We're going to hit into that emotional blackmail techniques. And then we're going to talk about how to uh, resist it. Okay. But I, I, as, I, as I talk about this, I want us to th- really think about ourselves too. Because we really we we love to point out what everybody else is doing, mm-hmm. you know. But one of them things when we start, this, you could only heal when you start challenging when you're honest with when yourself. you're honest with yourself. Yes, exactly, Absolutely. exactly. So we're gonna we're gonna do this though. We're gonna do this. Um, there are four types of emotional manipulators. So we're gonna start mm-hmm. with dependence. Mm-hmm. Dependence. These people project their helplessness onto you and make you feel responsible for them. Mm-hmm. Now, how did we do that in the skit? Because I did that. I want to know what we called it. Um, okay, so whereas she says, like, you know, I need a break. Mm-hmm. You know, my husband is always working. You know, she has a need there, and that's fair. But instead of communicating that, mm-hmm. you know, now you're projecting your need and 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 saying like, "Well, my husband is always working." Right. You know what I'm? Well, he's your husband. He ought to be working. <laughs> Hello, right. 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 That was one of them. I think it was another one when. You told him, I feel so helpless and alone. You don't, you have done, you have done this to me. This is all your fault. You just like my family, you know, and there's these things, you know, in different types of healthy relationships or learning healthy and unsafe people. And you have these folks that are smothering or you have all these various things. But I, my helplessness, I'm going to project that on you because right now you're the target. Of my affection and my emotions right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. I got to have it. Right. Whatever I want, I got to have it. And you're going to be the... But you don't want to hold certain things yeah. accountable. Because yeah. just because now... like, And I'll give you an example. I've had couples um, in my office where these types... Of, this is where I get these stories from. I can't yeah. make this stuff up. Um, but, you know... When they, they, they decided that she would be a stay-home wife. Mm-hmm. And she would take care of the kids and this and that. Until the kids went to school. But when the kids got to school, she got lazy. Mm. And now I ain't got no aspirations. I ain't got no dreams. I just want my husband to take care of me. But then, now I'm mad because he working all the time. And I ain't getting no attention. And I ain't getting this. But you ain't got you ain't got no life either. Mm-hmm. Because see, and, and the big thing about that is, and there's nothing wrong with it. You just got to be real with yourself. No, you know what I mean? Like, 
<laughs> no, you mean you meant to say something's wrong with it, but we <laughs> well, I mean <laughs> we have to adjust. That's okay, what well, I meant to say was there's there's nothing wrong with saying that you're gonna be a stay at home mom, whatever. I mean, it's people stay at home dads now. Business while you but stay what's at the home. plan going on? You got a little too comfortable and content. Right. God never wants us be to be content. Yeah, right. And so in, exactly, exactly. And so in that. Um, that, you know, that laziness kicks in or things, you know, and now all of a sudden I'm feeling helpless. I'm feeling like you left me alone. You left you me alone. And That's yeah. what happens. And a then lot of time. you don't want to hold time. yourself accountable yeah. for not doing the things that you need to do. That you need yourself. to do. But let me right. tell you why. Because now I don't lost a sense of self. Right, that's what, yeah. We get married and have children, and we think that our whole lives are supposed to go into our marriage yeah. and our children. Society and that, tells us that, though, as women. Society tells you that like you have not arrived unless you are a mother and a wife. Right, right, right. I had somebody tell you know, my friend's uh, father, before he passed, got arrested, so, and, you know, uh, I hadn't got married or nothing yet. He's like, Nikki. When are you going to get married and have yeah. some kids? What's yeah. wrong with you? I'm like, why you got to be something wrong with me? Because, I mean, I was still in my 20s, like early 20s, you know what I mean? And But that is kind of a, you, you, you said something really big there about how society and stuff, that's crazy. So this says when you try to hold people who are dependent accountable for themselves, they make you feel guilty for expecting them to take care of them. You know, they may try to make you feel sorry for them yeah. by reciting yeah. their bad luck and difficult circumstances. Woe well, is me. Um, <laughs> when you, and others. So, the thing is, when you accept their incompetence and helplessness and let them get away with being irresponsible, you are being emotionally manipulated. Mm-hmm. They're the manipulators. But like I said, some people don't even realize they're doing it. They just, they I got to touch of that because I do that a lot with my mom. My mom and dad. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to take a break right now and we'll come right back. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Reconciliation Movement is a non-profit 501c3 charitable organization. It helps youth and families with education and community resources, promoting self-awareness, mental health, and drug and alcohol recovery. Reconciliation needs help with providing these resources for youth and families. Reconciliation accepts and is in need of donations and professional services to no and low-income families to prepare them for independence through health and education. Visit the reconciliationmovement.org. Victoriously Speaking has over 20 years of experience in human services. She is a licensed professional counselor, a motivational speaker, writer, performer, and community advocate. Book Victoriously Speaking for your next event or take advantage of the workshop she has to offer. Victoriously Speaking is all about teaching life and learning to live independently for excellence, free from fear, anger, and our doubt. For more information on these programs or to book Victoriously Speaking, call 404-969-5661. That's 404-969-5661. 
Hearts to Nourish Hope has been a leader in Clayton County for over 22 years. As a nonprofit, our goal is to expand and continue to be a one-stop community resource center that equips youth with the tools they need to achieve their goals. From our education and career training programs to our youth-operated food pantry, all of Hearts programs are designed to empower participants to improve the lives of their families and the community. Would you like to volunteer or need more information on how to participate? Please visit heartstonourishhope.org. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Today it seems everywhere I go trouble's chasing me. You are listening to Life Radio. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at theconciliationmovement.org. Now, back to Life Radio. Here again is Victoriously Speaking. Here we go. All right, so we are back. We are back talking about emotional manipulation. And again, I want to thank our sponsor, Hearts to Nourish Hope, for making this show possible. And also my boy, I Am Maestro, with that song, La La La. I love it. It's such a happy song. Um, but wait, before we get back to emotional manipulation, I knew it was something that I want to talk about. Remember last week, we were talking about the Me Too yeah you sent me something right so I, uh, one of my actually Shantae who called in the other therapist she called in and she sent the video and the young lady's name is Tarana or Tarana Burke and they said that she started this actually some years ago Yeah. so this is nothing new um, some kind of way again oh they said it was over a decade ago actually so some kind of way this young lady's uh, movement uh, was popularized by, I think some, I don't remember the guy's name. I still don't remember. But that's why I thought. So I wanted to make sure I clarified that. I put it on my Facebook page if y'all go to Victoriously Speaking. but I, And I also, I believe I tagged you in it too, sir. Um, we got to make sure that people get credit for what they're doing. That's not yeah. right. All right. I had to put that out because me too. There we go. Me too. All right. <laughs> right. Okay. So the next emotional manipulator are, and these are, I don't like these. These are intimidators. Intimidators use their power and position to threaten you into compliance. Yeah. And you did that in a skit I get, too. I got some of those right now. Uh-uh. I, got a, I have a cousin that sent me uh, an email, a text message today. Uh-huh. Six, six, six. And I had another cousin come and you're so selfish. Why are you, why are you bringing this up, man? These people are dead and everything. I said, what about the people that are alive? Mm-hmm. They're still bringing their kids over to. They're still to, dealing with they're it. Dealing with the, the molesters are in that house mm-hmm. that molested you, and you're still bringing them over to the house. Mm-hmm. And you know that's crazy because <laughs> let me read this, and we gonna it says that these people they do this through threats. Mm-hmm. Anger, withholding, and yeah. punishment. Yeah. They threaten to hurt you themselves or others. They know what you fear and will exploit those fears. They yeah. know how to exploit your doubts and weaknesses yeah. to yeah. get you to give in. When people use their power to get to you, um, for you to give in to their demands, they are using intimidation. You know why? Because they're molesters. 
<laughs> right. The molesters. Well, beyond right. the molesters, these yeah. are the your crooked cops. Yeah. Mm. These are your these are people that yeah. are in positions of authority. These yes. are your correctional officers. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times this is like a personality defect that leads them into these positions where they can abuse their power. Yes. Yeah. Um so this this is how you and have to recognize to those manipulators exactly. I continue to mm, now, yeah. now y'all just don't know what all of into some things that I just had, you know, you talking about intimidation. Intimidation tactics, I mean, that is, that, that, that it's falls. Real. It's real, too. Into everything in our society. Are you afraid to die when you think these people are going to kill you? Yeah. You know, well, I, I feel that's a 50-50 deal. I'm, I'm taking the 50-50 deal. I'm uh-huh. not taking the 100% not telling. Mm-hmm. If I don't talk, that means I lose. Right. All the way around. Right. Right? Right. Okay. Yeah. But if I say something, not only do, do I win, I feel in my own spirit, you might kill me, but the people that know you killed me, they know that you're, the, you're, you're a liar and a cheat and the truth ain't in you. Mm-hmm. So I ain't scared. I tell people, don't be scared. Don't be scared. Tell it. You got to tell it. I already take my chances telling than not telling. Mm-hmm. Especially I think what I know today. What's key about it, intimidators is understanding that the things that they're saying is not true. Yeah. They're just, it's a scare tactic. Yeah. Yeah, but but sometimes it's true. They will kill you. What? Yeah. yeah they it's, will it's kill in you. That. <laughs> I'll kill you if you tell. And they will. But some of the things that they say, uh, but think about this. It, it ain't, sometimes it's, it's not true. even a physical death. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Spiritual. Death of your spirit. It's, it's, it's spiritual. Mental. It's spiritual. It's emotional. It it's could mental. Be the death of your dream. And that's what starts those so personal cool. beliefs going awry, mm-hmm. right? I think it's real key to understand that. You know what I mean? And so, yeah. So uh, then there's this thing called projectors. This uh-huh. is really funny to me because we uh-huh. we do this right. Mm-hmm. Projectors accuse you of being emotionally manipulative, of having the characteristics that they have. Yeah. So get this. An angry person will accuse you of being angry and unfaithful mm-hmm. person. And they'll accuse you of being unfaithful. A selfish person will accuse you of being selfish. A liar will accuse you of lying. You know, tonight. avoider will accuse you of avoiding. A controller will accuse you of being controlling. And a mean person will accuse you of being mean. Now, when you find yourself being accused of something that you are and recognize the person is actually that way, instead, you are dealing with a projector. Hey. Yeah, so those, you know, the projectors, that's that's crazy. They do that. You know, it's yeah. like, it's like, oh, so why are you lying? But I'm not lying. What do you mean? I'm t- and you get so frustrated and just bent out of shape because somebody say, oh, you're a liar. And you know you're not lying. Why are we getting angry? Because you know that because you're guilty. Because your ego they're, wants they're you guilty. to prove it, though. They want you to believe what Even, they believe. Because the truth doesn't need any proof. Right. You know what I mean? But your ego, even though you know you're innocent, it's like you want to prove mm-hmm. that you're innocent. Right. Well, I have to just believe. But just like know. the projector, the intimidator, what was the first one? Dependent. The dependent. I think it's, it's a little bit 
of all of them in, in all they of us. They try to make you believe it because they got something going on. They got some guilt kicking off in their own space. Uh-huh. I had a cousin call me today because he has a, he's guilty of some stuff. Right. So, so I, are we all I didn't say that to him because I know. I, I, said, don't, I, I just hung up on him because I knew if I kept going, I was going to tell him, you're just like the people that that did me, that did my sister. Mm-hmm. My sister was raped by my and, and molested by my uncle for years. Mm-hmm. So they don't want me to talk about the odd the uncle that died. They don't want, they're trying to save the the wife that's alive. Mm-hmm. And I say, hey, wait a minute. But what about all the kids that go by there? What about all the kids underneath them that have been destroyed, like me mm-hmm. and then the, the generation underneath me? Mm-hmm. that has been destroyed by all these lies and, and, and family lies and secrets mm-hmm. and, and that I chose. And my cousin said, you're going to lose so many of your the loved ones. I said, so? Click. Well, not only that, they try to make you believe that you're breaking up the family. Mm-hmm. But you 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 made it seem like it's okay. It's okay for this to keep going. You oh, made it seem God. like, you know, we could just sweep this under the rug yes. and we could just live our lives happily. But then when Johnny is cutting up and going to jail all the time, it's like, what's wrong with that boy? I got a, a boy right now that is in prison and became very violent. Because he went into a foster environment that not only molested his brother and tried to molest him, but he was the fighter. He was picking up pencils and stabbing folks. That's me. But yet, instead of them listening to this child and trying to find out what's going on, they labeled him a bad and violent kid. Mm -hmm. And then when they continue doing this stuff, because now I have been manipulated and emotionally, now I'm manipulating myself to believe in the anger to continue these types of things behavior. no matter what. That behavior, yeah. It's a constant manipulation. Mm-hmm. He in prison right now, I'm probably about to do a whole lot of time. But at the end of the day, nobody looked at that child and said, why is he stabbing people What's with pencils? What's the cause? Why? He already, not, not only did he get moved from his mama house where his mama was on crack, selling his sister for drugs, Locking him and his brother in closets. Now, oh, the state's gonna come save you, and they put you in the home of a molester. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's how it goes. And now I'm a violent person. Yeah. Kind of like my first story in this whole series was about the young man whose mother and, and mother's girlfriend was beating him. You know, and he became very angry. Like he talks about how he just sees, he just flips out and sees red. This young man's telling me, you know, I get mad. I don't see. I don't hear nothing until after everybody's all bloody. Wow. It's a constant manipulation, but you'll yeah, say, but you, but you'll say, but you would rather cover this up. You would rather continue to cover it up and keep protecting people just because we're family and allowing this generational spirit and curse and and victimization to keep going on, than save your children. Because I've had, I've had, I've had families and parents who have told me that my stories. They've told me, well, it happened to me. What? And you think that's normal? You think that this is something that is supposed to continue? Are you not hurt by this? 
We have to stop this. Well, we will. Normalizing. I'm going to you know, bring this over here. Normalizing the trauma. We have to stop this. I'm ready. I'm ready when you are. Because uh, we talked about this the other day, about ready. the healing. And, and But I got another part. We got two minutes ready. to break. Boy, this is okay. going fast because I want to get ready. to the black male techniques. I think that's important, too. Um, so you did all four of the manipulators? Yeah. Okay. Dependents, intimidators, projectors, mm-hmm. pretenders. Oh, these people pretend not to understand what you are saying or to hear your concerns. They may accuse you of saying and doing things you aren't saying or doing. They are experts at changing the subject, turning things against you and making you feel like you're the bad guy. They will call you a nag for bringing things up about them, call you selfish for asking for what you want, and call you controlling for confronting them. They are experts at using manipulation to convince you that they don't get your concerns, and as a result, will never deal with them. Mm -hmm. That means they keep doing what they're doing while you keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. I'm tired. So, I mean... I'm tired. I'm tired of our kids. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of our youth and young adults being manipulated, mm-hmm. being being prosecuted, and anything else, other words that you can come up with. You know, and, and just because it's been 50 years for me, I'm telling it. Right. I'm, I'm telling you, 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 because I'm not telling you to get you in trouble. I'm telling you, I'm telling you so there can be some awareness to what is really going on with these four categories. Right. Either we're going to continue to be a part of this or we're going to be fighters. Because the, the fighters, the fighters get what? They get the most pain, the most pressure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I ain't no punk. So I'm I'm ready. I'm ready for the challenge, Doc. I can't <laughs> wait to get in front of you. You are therapists, social workers. So we can, I can show you that people like me we're victorious. Yeah. I'm not a, I'm victorious. I'm not a victim right. anymore. I'm tired. Of, I ain't no victim. Right. I'm victorious. And I'm a winner. And I'm ready to fight. That's right. Victorious. And I'm we got ready. like uh, a minute before break. So yeah. we're going to go ahead and take this break yeah. and we'll be right back. Yeah. Yeah. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Reconciliation Movement is a nonprofit 501c3 charitable organization. It helps youth and families with education and community resources, promoting self-awareness, mental health, and drug and alcohol recovery. Reconciliation needs help with providing these resources for youth and families. Reconciliation accepts and is in need of donations and professional services to no and low-income families to prepare them for independence through health and education. Visit the reconciliationmovement.org. Victoriously Speaking has over 20 years of experience in human services. She is a licensed professional counselor, a motivational speaker, writer, performer, and community advocate. Book Victoriously Speaking for your next event or take advantage of the workshop she has to offer. Victoriously Speaking is all about teaching life and learning to live independently for excellence, free from fear, anger, and our doubt. 
For more information on these programs or to book Victoriously Speaking, call 404-969-5661. That's 404-969-5661. Hearts to Nourish Hope has been a leader in Clayton County for over 22 years. As a nonprofit, our goal is to expand and continue to be a one-stop community resource center that equips youth with the tools they need to achieve their goals. From our education and career training programs to our youth-operated food pantry, all of Hearts programs are designed to empower participants to improve the lives of their families and the community. Would you like to volunteer or need more information on how to participate? Please visit heartstonourishhope.org. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Today it seems everywhere I go trouble's chasing me. You are listening to Life Radio. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at thereconciliationmovement.org. Now, back to Life Radio. Here again is Victoriously Speaking. Welcome back. We are back. Boy, we we got some stuff going on. We was just talking. We was just talking. Never T said she had something to say, girl. What you got to say? Know, Nicole, one of the things I was thinking about during the break is we always got to remember that at the center of someone who is a manipulator, um, these are people who want to exercise their control over you. Mm-hmm. That's really what this is about. So, again, being in control of yourself, knowing who you are, I think is one is, is going to be the best way to safeguard yourself against someone trying to prey on you, prey on your intellect, mm-hmm. prey on your emotions, prey on your resources. Mm-hmm. You know, all of this is out there. Right. Um. So, you know, you got to stand on your square, people. Got to be sure who you are. Okay. So that kind of ties into, we're going to talk about emotional blackmail techniques. And emotional manipulators, they blackmail you with anything that they know is important to you, right? So we talked a little bit about threats. So threats, they threaten you to do or not do something that you want or value. Threats can include loss of the relationship, financial loss, revealing secrets, Secrets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Holding resentment, imposing consequences, treating you badly or blaming you for the outcome. An example would be, if you don't do what I want, I won't cooperate with you. I will or won't do this. And you know that is important to you. Threats induce fear in you, which motivates you to give in to avoid whatever you dread. Now... Threats are, yeah, it's all about control, all about control, and it's crazy because when you think about it, it's like, well, did you just, you know, okay, men hate this, but them ultimatums, right, in some ways, that could be manipulative, too. Absolutely. All right. Sometimes people deserve ultimatums, though. Absolutely. We're not saying it's like a bad, bad thing, but if you're doing it for your own personal gain, then that's not good. And then we have victimization. Emotional manipulators play the role of the victim. 
You are supposed to excuse anything they do and give in to all their demands because they are the victim of difficult circumstances, mistreatment by others, bad luck, or your actions. They are experts in pity parties. You know, what? Um, the emotional manipulator pretends to be the victim of mistreatment by wallowing in self-pity. Some examples of these things, you will hear them say, no one helps me. I always get bad breaks. I'll never be able to survive this. No one understands. If you begin to see the person as a victim, then you will likely give in because you feel so bad. Exactly. Okay. That's a good one. Yes. That's a great one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We got two more. Okay. Guilt. When people want you to feel guilty, it is because they are using the guilt to convince you to do what they want. The guilt is usually focused on the area that you have self-doubt in already and feel guilty about. Here are some examples. A loving Christian wife like myself wouldn't treat her husband this way. You don't love me or you would help me. What parent would throw a child out on the street? These will get to you if you already doubt that you are a good Christian, a good wife, or a good parent. And then, this is the one I love, <laughs> is triangulation. It's easier to get you to back down or give in when you feel you are outnumbered by bringing in another person to support his or her position. You will be more likely to question and doubt yourself. This uses the power of another person to get to you. Here are some examples. I've talked to my friends and none of their parents do this. Dad agrees with me. The pastor elder says you were wrong. Ooh, do we do this? Like this is <laughs> when I say I hear this all the time, like even as a as a therapist, you, you'll see and they'll be like, Well, but my but my mama said, or but my daddy said, because they want to keep trying to justify what they're doing. And I'm like, but you know what's wrong. Yeah, I know what's wrong, but my daddy said. Yeah, I know what's wrong, but I was in church and the pastor said. And this goes back to those personal beliefs and how you have to stay true to who you are. Because most of the time that we're in chaos or in some sort of chaotic situation, it's because you lost yourself. That's right. It has nothing to do with the other person. I I, for, I forgot who I am. That's right. And now I want to try to blame somebody else for something because of something that I allowed to happen to me. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I, I that I, I came to this conclusion about hurt and how people, you know, they say hurt people, hurt people, all these various things. But I realized, can't nobody take advantage of me if I don't have false expectations and beliefs about exactly. who they are? Yeah. You can't use me. But if I believe in trusting you, right? So what what you got going on over there? Because I see you got a little <laughs> emotional on me, sir. What's going on? Well, there's a lot of things going on. I mean, you know, a lot of those things. I mean, uh, they are what they are. I mm -hmm. mean, I mean, this is what what, what I I told people today. Today, I said some people are technical, mm -hmm. and some people are tactical. Right. So we got some technical stuff there, right? But we got the I'm a tactical person. So that means that I, that I'm gonna tactically put something on back on the perpetrator, and that's what I did. The, the perpetrator, Ruben, that molested me. Now I became. I told Ruben, if you touch me again, 
you're gonna get in trouble. And I turned the tides on. I said, I don't believe you no more. Now you're gonna get in trouble. So now he ended up befriending, I ended up befriending him. He ended up being someone that I could count on that he, he helped me get through college. Go figure, right? Hmm. But now the, the uncle that molested my sister, when she was 15 and 16 years old, he gets the uh, dying piece, right? And is now his wife. What now? People calling me, telling me, "Oh, you gonna lose your family members? There ain't nobody gonna uh, uh, gonna be able to deal with you." I said, "I don't care. I'm fine. I don't. I created a space with myself to realize that I can help other people because I help myself. Mm-hmm. So once I got the help that I need, do my therapy, mm-hmm. do my therapy." I'm stronger now. I'm more vibrant, and I'm more excited mm-hmm. about telling my stories. Not only telling my story, but telling my sister's story. I watched her since we were young, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "What is wrong with you? Right. You're talking. You're 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 you're, you're laughing, and you're miserable. Mm-hmm. You're um um you're depressed. My sister was depressed. I just did. You as you know, I did a um. Uh, a podcast today on Facebook that um, that molestation and depression killed my sister. Mm-hmm. It did. My my sister was a vibrant person, but I realized how much of the past, and she was she was trying to tell me for years. Mm-hmm. And and not only did one person tell me, three people told me this weekend. The thing is that that missing pieces. Mm-hmm. So all I got three phone calls today from family members saying that this is you. Why are you doing this? They're dead. So and I'm like, a, I said, okay, but I'm alive, and right. I have cousins, have little cousins and stuff. Some of these people are that's going to go into those yeah. houses mm-hmm. that we know those people are, are, are molesters. So they don't like it. They don't want. They don't. They don't like it. So what are they going to do? Mm-hmm. They're gonna to try to manipulate me, and they realize they can't manipulate me. So this is so the they clear. just they this just is... I can hear them go from here right. to here, and I said, "That's right, you can't touch me now." Right. So this is the I'm thing. the boss. You're victorious. You know? Yes. So this is the thing about that. There's a couple things actually. You talked about uh, the fact you know bringing the tearing the family part, <laughs> the fact that she held on to all these various yeah. things. You know how they tried to say you you're not going to be part of the family, but the thing is you're a grown man. I'm almost sixty now, so yeah, and you have your own family. You have your own family, so how can that work? And those those are the things I want to put this out, and then we're gonna talk because we got like five minutes. Okay. All right. How to resist emotional manipulation? Stop trying to change emotional manipulators. They are highly resistant to change. Oh man. Know your weaknesses and how you are usually pressured to give in. Don't use emotional arguments. Stick yeah, to the facts instead. Yeah, happened to me today. Don't try to defend yourself. It's not mm-hmm. going to work. It won't work. Know your boundaries and stick to them. And that goes back to knowing yourself, who you are, and staying to it, those personal beliefs. Limit the time you spend with manip- manipulators. That's right. If you, have, if you have that option. Absolutely. And don't take the threats personally. Now, there's a few more. I'm going to make sure I get this out on Facebook. Mm-hmm. But, you know, these things are not easy to do at first. Um, it's slow. Um, right. It's incriminating. It's methodic. you got to methodically. It's all these various things. And one of the things, <laughs> we have 
to stop spreading these spirits from generation to generation. Just because somebody, and I just had to say this because you yeah. kept saying, and I hope your family's listening. Yes, I hope y'all are listening. Just because somebody is dead and gone, those spirits are still alive Absolutely. and well. Those spirits are still in that house. Absolutely. Matter of fact, the wife that was married to the perpetrator is uh, carrying the spirits absolutely. because you sat there and you knew that this man was doing this uh, to these or children. Or that woman. You gotta understand, we have to stop making excuses for our own person. You manipulated yourself to make an excuse for somebody who is hurting children mm -hmm. and carrying these things. Your children. Generation and a generation. People are dying. People are in prison. People are, you know, hurting their own children. People are doing all kinds of things because you don't want to speak up about what you know is wrong because you got so buried in your own hurt that you think it's okay for other people to hurt. You're selfish and, you know, and it's wrong. I'm glad you said that because what I do now is I, I like we're doing right now, we're spreading the word, we're teaching others. I'm willing to take on. Other people said, listen, I will help protect you. You can talk to me. I will bring you balance. Those people won't hurt you no more. That's right. They're dead. They're gone. And the ones that are alive, they don't have no really no power over you anymore. They have so, no power anyway. So you got to tell it. Tell your story. You and, tell it. and at the end of the day, you can call me, Reconciliation Movement, 404-969-5661. I don't care where you at. We will help you find the resources Absolutely. you need. I will get you this information. Yes. We will make sure we want to tell yes. the enemy no more. And for you to get free. No more. Free. No more me too. Right. Free no, yourself. No more of that. Free. This is, this. you know, and, and it... It, it, it hurts my soul because I hate to see people hurt. I have been doing this for so long and the kids and the crying and, mm -hmm. and the mothers and, you know, all this confusion and things. And so, but anyway, I, you know what? I really, I am so glad that you guys came back and shared with us. I'm getting emotional because I'm about to snap because your family just pissed me off. But, you know, that's a whole other story. Um, next week. We are going to go into another series, which is called, um, I don't even know what it's called now. But, uh, <laughs> no, it's called <laughs> The Root of All Evil, which is for the love of money. And um, next week's series is going to be about war and the difference between war in the streets and war in the country. And you're going to realize that there's a lot of similarities when we get to talking about these I things. Like the war in the household. <laughs> the war in the household. We don't, we don't, there's a war you in know, the street, there's war in the... But this is all about, this is all about the root of all evil. Mm -hmm. So, thank you guys for coming back. I appreciate you guys and your testimonies for doing a skit with me. And hey, y'all, we'll be back next week. Life Radio brought to you by Hearts to Nourish Hope. Love you guys. Peace. Woo-hoo! Victorious. Thank you for making Life Radio an important part of your evening. Please join Victoriously Speaking, also known as Nicole Benton, licensed professional counselor, for another edition of the program next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Here's to living independently for excellence.